Indiana heads up to the cursed Kohl Center tonight for their second Big Ten game of the season. They'll take on Wisconsin, looking to snap that unbelievable losing streak they have up there uh, at the Kohl Center. We're going to preview that game, see what chances the Hoosiers have. Also, some more IU football news, as we kind of predicted there would be. Micah McFadden makes his decision of whether he will stay or go official. And some IU recruiting news, not the good kind on the football side. Lots to talk about today. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Wednesday, December 8th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily source for IU Athletics News, uh, analysis, recaps, previews, everything in between. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers part of your day every day and for making it your first listen every day. Uh, just a heads up, we're free and available on all platforms including YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. Head on over there, give us a follow, subscribe. Wherever you're at, we're on all social medias as well. Uh, as I mentioned, IU heads to Wisconsin to take on the Badgers in the Kohl Center. Uh, it's not a place IU has seen any form of success in uh, over 20 years. So we will preview that, see if this is the team to finally snap that streak. Uh, also, uh, Micah McFadden makes his decision to uh, go or enter the NFL draft. We'll talk about that, the legacy he leaves, as well as a decommitment uh, in the 2022 recruiting class for IU football, uh, what that means for their recruiting class that is still one of the best Tom Allen's ever put together, but not quite as pretty now. Uh, before we jump into all that, though, as always, you guys can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Follow us on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. Like to live tweet the basketball games, men's and women's. So head on over there. We can have a, a little discussion, uh, see what you guys are thinking during the games as well. I mean, speaking of, the Hoosiers will kick off, uh, well, their second game. I guess they're not kicking off Big Ten play anymore. Uh, they'll have their second Big Ten game against Wisconsin tonight. Uh, Tip-off is set for 7 p.m. in the Kohl Center. You can watch it on the Big Ten Network. This is a bizarre uh, series. It's a cursed <laughs> series. So historically, IU leads the series 82-42. to 42. Uh, That is built almost exclusively on wins pre, basically in the Bob Knight era. And kind of the early and middle stages of the Bob Knight era, IU always beat Wisconsin. And that really padded that record because in the Cole Center, IU is unfathomably bad. So they are 1-18 on the road since the Cole Center was opened. It opened on January 17, 1998. The Hoosiers played a week later on January 25th, 1998. They won that game. Uh, they won by 10 points. They have not won a game in the Kohl Center since. They have lost 18 straight games. Some of those more infuriating than others. Uh, some of those not even close. 
They've had multiple overtime games, including last season. They've had multiple games they've lost by over 20 points. So this is a haunted halls of sorts for the Hoosiers. Uh, to me, the one that is most frustrating, most painful, most annoying, the 2016 game in, uh, obviously, in the Cole Center. That was Yogi, Troy Williams, Rojo, Bryant, Colin Hartman, that really, really good Hoosier team. Falls in overtime, 82-79. to 79. Yogi had 30 points, did everything he could. Nigel Hayes shot 22 free throws that night. As frustrated as I've been watching an IU-Wisconsin game in the Kohl Center, and there's been a lot of frustrating ones. Uh, Nigel Hayes had 31. Ethan Happ had 25. Uh, they had 56 of the 82 points. So it's been, it's been annoying. It's been frustrating. The other overtime game, as I mentioned – as I'm sure a lot of you remember, was last season, Hoosiers fall 80-73 to 73 in double overtime. I would not have pegged last year's team to be the one that, to break that curse. I almost want it to happen to like a team that is going to be really good. I want that to be like the defining moment, like, oh, we're, we're set. This is going to be it. I'm not sure if that's this team yet. I wouldn't be mad if it's this team because then we get to say Trace Jackson Davis broke the curse his senior season. Uh, but he was awesome last year in that game. 23 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 blocks, 10 of 16 from the field. He did everything in his power to try to pick up that victory. Uh, Demetric Trice had 21 points. Uh, he led Wisconsin on the night. Wasn't enough for the Hoosiers in that double overtime loss. They kind of ran out of steam. Trace played all 49 minutes, absolute workhorse. Hopefully we don't need double overtime because hopefully the Hoosiers blow them out easily on Wednesday. Uh, Bet Online has this as IU plus four points, uh, over under at 133. Ken Palm has uh, the same margin. Wisconsin favored by four, only a 36% win probability for IU. This is a really good Wisconsin team. Uh, they are 7-1 and one on the season. Their only loss was to Providence, uh, a decent Providence team, ranked right around the same area that St. John's currently is. Providence is 50, St. John's is 68, uh, to give you a, a sense of who to compare them to. Wisconsin then went to the Maui Invite and cleaned house, beat Texas A&M, uh, beat Houston, uh, then ranked number 5 in Ken Palm, beat St. Mary's to win it. So far, Wisconsin has five top 100 wins. Uh, IU has only played two top 100 teams, St. John's and Syracuse. They're obviously one and one in those games. So this is a team on a very different type of path than the Hoosiers. It's a veteran experience team, uh, a team that could head into a season with a tougher schedule than what the Hoosiers could. Obviously, Greg Gard has been there for quite a while. Uh, the you know what to expect with this Wisconsin team. Largely speaking, that's what they are. We're going to dive into kind of their game style, their uh, who stands out for them, how they play. I don't have to tell you too much about that because I think we all know how Wisconsin typically play. We'll jump into all that. First, I want to tell, tell you guys about Price Picks, leader in college sports daily fantasy. Uh, Price Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world from your stars of your major conference, uh, Power 5 conference teams, 
to guys on mid-major programs you haven't heard of. Absolutely perfect for bowl season coming up. All users that deposit and use promo code Locked On will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Free money they're giving you guys. You can test it out with IU Basketball tomorrow night. Take a look, see what props they have available for Trace, for maybe Race Thompson, Johnny Davis, or Brad Davison for Wisconsin. Uh, if you believe in that Hoosier defense, take the under on their points maybe. Uh, but it's simple. You pick two to five players, pick the over-under on their prop, win up to 10 times your entry. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use that promo code Locked On, or go to the App Store. Download the app today. Uh, PrizePix Daily Fantasy Made Easy. As I mentioned, this is a good Wisconsin team. This is a really good Wisconsin team. They're ranked number 26 in Ken Palm. Every bit deserving of that ranking. Probably few teams that have the resume in terms of top 100 wins that this Wisconsin team does, which is just kind of the nature of what happens of when you go to a, the Maui invite and win it. The Maui invite's always full of really good teams each year, plus Chaminade. Uh, and so if you win that, you really kind of made a statement early on in the season, and that gives you a sense of what this Wisconsin team is. Before we look at any individuals, we'll take a look at kind of how this team plays, as we always do, using some of these Ken Palm stats. Uh, offensively, a, a good offense, 51st in adjusted efficiency. They're the same as always. They're deliberate. They're efficient. They, uh, I should say, efficient in not turning the ball over. They get to the line. They don't make those mistakes. Uh, not great in terms of actually shooting the ball. Uh, they're 246th in effective field goal percentage, but it's everywhere else that they find success. Uh, they don't turn the ball over. They have the 10th best turnover percentage in the country. Uh, they get to the line 21st best uh, at knocking down free throws. Um, they average 21.2 uh, or I should say 21% of their points come from the free throw line. So they get to the line, they knock down free throws. Uh, as I said, they just do not turn the ball over. The One of the slowest uh, tempos in the league, as you would expect with a Wisconsin team. So uh, just from that sense, they're just a very deliberate offense that doesn't make mistakes. Where you can find some weaknesses is this team doesn't shoot the ball well. Uh, they are 231st and uh, 234th, excuse me, in three-point percentage, 230th in two-point percentage. Um, it's not a team that has a um, a ton of great shooters, I should say. They don't necessarily rebound the ball well. They're a very middle-of-the-road rebounding team. Uh, so the Hoosiers, who generally are a pretty good rebounding team, uh, might be able to have some success there. If they can play a high level of defense, you can see some type of path to victory. The Hoosiers still are third in the country in defending two-pointers, 41st in defending three-pointers. They're sixth in effective field goal percentage, 15th overall in adjusted efficiency defensively. Those numbers are going to go up because they're not going to be playing Louisiana's Eastern Illinois, teams like that. They're going to be playing Big Ten teams. But uh, those numbers are still good, and they're not shooting up. We saw against Nebraska that they're still 
a good defensive team. And they'll have to do that tonight against Wisconsin to find success. Uh, when IU has the ball defensively, uh, they're better than they are offensively. Defense is where they hang their hat. Uh, they don't put people on the line. Uh, they defend the two-pointer really well. Um, they're just an all-around solid defense. There isn't really an area where they struggle. Uh, everything is above average aside from steal percentage, but they turn the ball over. Um, it's just kind of one of those things that they aren't, I guess, live ball turnovers, which might be good news <laughs> for IU because they love to turn the ball over. But um, they the Badgers are 117th in turnover percentage defensively, so maybe a little bit above average, but it's not a team like a, a Syracuse that uh, forces a lot of live ball turnovers or anything like that. Um, just all around, again, a team that doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Um, they're good at uh, – they have a high block percentage um, and just all around a strong defense. I mean, there's a reason this team is number 26 in the country uh, based on Ken Palm. Uh, when you look at individuals, it's going to start with Johnny Davis. 20.1 points per game, 5.6 rebounds. 45% from the field, 40.7% from the three-point line. By far their best three-point shooter. Really, they're only above-average three-point shooter. Uh, he had 30 points in that win over Houston, that two-point win. He was incredible in that game. Uh, he's been their leader this season offensively. Uh, obviously, as well, there's Brad Davison, who is somehow still at Wisconsin. Uh, this COVID uh, year of eligibility means guys like Brad Davison are going to feel like they're around even longer because they just get an extra year of eligibility. Uh, Davison is averaging 15.9 points, uh, only a 40% shooter from the field. He takes seven and a half threes per game, shoots below average 33.9%. It's one of those uh, everyone he makes is going to feel like a big three because he's. Uh, the type that will get excited for his makes, pump his chest a bit. It'll be frustrating, but on the season, he has not been a good three-point shooter, uh, despite just hoisting away. For his career, career, he's pretty much bang average at 36%. Uh, that's more or less average in kind of the modern game of basketball. And after that, it's just a bunch of guys, just a bunch of other guys. Steven Crowell. And Tyler Wall averaged 9.4 and 8.8 .8 points, respectively. Lauren Bowman is the only other uh, player shooting uh, above average from the three-point line. He only plays 12 minutes a night. He does attempt two three-pointers a night, and he makes over one of them, 53.3% uh, per, 53 uh, from the three-point line. But... It's just a lot of guys, kind of as always with this Wisconsin team. They're anchored by a couple stars, have a whole lot of role players that know their role and do it well, and they don't make mistakes. And uh, that typically leads to them being a disciplined, efficient team that comes away with victories. So I don't know if this will be the IU team to beat them. I don't know if this is a Wisconsin team that can be got, uh, so to speak, in the Kohl Center. I'm not optimistic about it. If I were a betting man, if I were, if you want to take some advice from this, 
I would take Wisconsin minus four on the night. Uh, this feels like a Hoosier team that's still kind of figuring out who they are a bit. Uh, they didn't have the greatest, uh, certainly defensive performance last time they went on the road in Syracuse. So if they struggle defensively, I would imagine Davis, Davison are going to light them up a bit. And when a place like the Cole Center gets rocking, I'm sure all of the IU players have heard about the house of horrors that the Cole Center is. It's just a mentality thing. So I don't think this is a team that'll do it, but uh, my default is going to be, I don't think any team is going to beat Wisconsin in the Cole Center until they do it. So I'd love it to finally happen so we can stop talking about it and stop viewing that place as the house of horrors. Until it happens, though, uh, I'm just going to expect the worst. So we'll be back, obviously, tomorrow to recap that game. But I'm hoping for a competitive game, another overall step forward for IU tonight. That'll be all the basketball talk. We've talked a lot about football. There's still even more to talk about. Micah McFadden will be gone uh, this season, as we all kind of expected. We'll talk about him, his legacy and where he might go in the draft, those types of things, as well as a uh, decommitment, I should say, from one of the Hoosiers' top prospects in the 2022 class. We just mentioned Bet Online, though. Uh, they get, have you guys covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season, NFL season marches to the playoffs, college football enters the bowl season, college basketball enters conference play as well. BetOnline remains your number one spot for the action this year. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using promo code LOCKEDON. Another place that wants to give you guys free money, uh, just head on over there. You can bet on the IU basketball game uh, tonight and then use your winnings to bet on some college football bowl games as they start to roll around as well. Whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, or UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Got to talk about Built Bar as well. One of the favorites over here at Locked on Hoosiers. This holiday season, Grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or honestly, even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich and decadent flavor, covered in chocolate. But amazingly, somehow, it's low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, while still staying high in protein. The end result is you get the best of both worlds. It's both delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors to choose from. You'll have a hard time picking whether you want raspberry or mint brownie cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. My personal favorite, as you guys know, is cookies and cream. That's going to win out over everything. Uh, if you're friends with Santa, uh, let them know to drop a few Built Bars in your stockings. Great stocking stuffers with so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order today. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. It was expected. I had kind of just written it off as a likely possibility. 
But Micah McFadden announced on social media on Tuesday that he would be leaving for the NFL. He did have eligibility left. I was so I honestly, like I said to Jared on Tuesday's episode, I don't really know who has eligibility at this point. It's really hard to figure out. Uh, but I had just assumed Micah would be gone because he has nothing left to prove kind of individually. And uh, he's ready to go to the NFL. He's a, he's a great player. So we've talked about it a couple times. He's going to go down as one of the best players in IU history, specifically on the defensive end, a truly, truly special talent. Uh, in our discussion about Michael Penix on Tuesday, part of the what-if discussion was if he had stayed healthy, we said he would have his jersey retired or whatever the equivalent of that is for college sports. That Micah McFadden should get that. Like that should be his uh, honor because he is one of the best players we've ever seen in an IU uniform, especially in recent years. Um, just a dominant force. Like he was everywhere defensively. Anytime there was a big play made, he was always the guy that was making it, especially in the backfield. Um, he honestly deserved better kind of of an end result than what this team produced it, it really in any of his seasons. Uh, he was such a big part of this program. We talked a lot about, especially in the preseason, and I was guilty of it, about Michael Penix kind of being the face of this, what we what was then this turnaround. And um, Micah McFadden wasn't the face of it, but maybe he was the heart of it especially on the defensive end, you you have to look no further than that Cincinnati game to see what an impact he makes on this team. With him, the Hoosiers were thoroughly dominating a college football playoff team at home, just absolutely destroying them with Micah McFadden playing an enormous role in that. I don't want to get mad, so we won't get into the targeting rule or targeting call that ejects him from the game, but the impact was immediate. He's gone, and suddenly Cincinnati has life, uh, and it was a, it was a different ball game, and I think that game alone shows you how important he was to this team, to the defense, to the program as a whole during his career. Um, it's unfortunate he couldn't. I would I was gonna say raise a trophy. I don't know if they give trophy for bowl games, but just have that kind of victorious send off that he deserved, that so many guys on this team deserved. Uh, but nonetheless, he's going to be loved forever by IU fans. I will be keeping up with him in the NFL. I don't follow the NFL basically at all anymore. I follow enough people that will tell me if uh, an IU player scores, so I kind of keep up with that. Um, I did some looking around to just to see some preliminary kind of rankings of where he might fall. I was surprised <laughs> that he wasn't basically anywhere. Uh, Mel Kuyper, who I know a lot of people have kind of differing feelings on, he just released on Tuesday uh, a top 10 for every position in the NFL draft, and Micah McFadden was nowhere to be found, inside, outside linebackers, anything like that. Obviously, he played inside linebacker for IU. He's a unique prospect because he's an inside linebacker that's so good at getting to the quarterback, and that's not typically something that your inside linebackers do. So I almost wonder if he may become an edge rusher as an outside linebacker maybe, uh, or if he'll require just a specific landing spot. Uh, 
what I know is he's smart and uh, he's just a good player. He's going to make it on the team wherever he lands. He's going to be one of those guys that's going to be a mid-round steal that uh, teams are going to absolutely love, uh, just as the Hoosiers did. So I have no doubt he's going to succeed in the NFL. Uh, it will probably be in the mid-round, um, middle of the – I was going to say middle middle of the second day, but it's a, a three-day draft now. So middle of the third day he will – uh, be swiped up, and he's going to be a steal for some team. Last bit of news before we wrap it up here. Uh, Josh Hoover uh, decommitted uh, a 2022 prospect, uh, one of the top quarterbacks uh, the Hoosiers had recruited, one of the top players in that class, a three-star prospect out of – uh, Texas, I believe he was a two, four, seven sports, three-star prospect. He decommits from IU. Uh, it was ranked number 38 overall and almost immediately committed to TCU. Uh, there wasn't really anything fishy going on here. If you look at two, four, seven sports, Nick Sheridan was listed as the lead recruiter for Hoover. Obviously Sheridan's gone. Uh, Sonny Dykes, who was at SMU was recently hired at TCU. While he was at SMU, he recruited uh, Hoover, and when he went to TCU, the scholarship offer still stood. It carried over, so Hoover decommitted from IU, commits to TCU. That's the nature of how things work. IU's been on the good side of it. On this one, they're on the bad side. The result is IU is no longer a top 25 recruiting class. Uh, that might have changed. Um in recent weeks, I hadn't kept up to date during the season, uh, but they're still 29th by 247 Sports, which is still remarkably good for IU, but just not that top, top 25 ranking. It opens up a spot, so maybe the Hoosiers are able to steal a commitment and move back into that top 25. We will see, but for now, the Hoosiers lose out on a quarterback commit. I, I don't know how much of an impact it'll have because the quarterback that they – I would be surprised if Donovan McCauley is not the starter next season and he's going to be a sophomore. Uh, so he's going to be around for a while basically, so I wouldn't – I don't think it has any type of long-term effect, but it's still nice to get these guys into the program, get them acclimated as quickly as possible. That'll wrap it up today. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to recap the IU-Wisconsin game. Uh, hopefully, they're finally able to break that curse. Now, for your second listen today, head on over to Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your betting needs, hosted by Lee Sterling, uh, or excuse me, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis from Lee Sterling. Appreciate all the love. Uh, wherever you guys have followed us, subscribed, all that stuff. If you haven't already, follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it. Uh, but most importantly, have a great Wednesday, everybody, and Elio.